All right, what's going on, everybody? So you can see I'm joined here by a very handsome gentleman, also with a beard, a, a smaller, a smaller, more clean cut beard than myself, but still a bearded gentleman nonetheless. So we're here to talk from multiple perspectives, my own, but also a more educated perspective on a topic that I think plagues many collectors, but specifically watch collectors, because not only is this man uh, an educated individual in a field uh, to which we will be referring. He's also a watch collector. Uh, and that's that's kind of how uh, we met. Um, I sent out a listing uh, via my channel, the Time Teller channel, uh, that I wanted to speak to a psychologist. And he's actually a viewer of mine. So without further ado, you know who I am, yep. Jory Goodman. Uh, who am I joined by today? Well, you're joined by uh, Tom Tom Karsten and I'm uh, I'm a psychologist. I live in uh, in Holland, and uh, so quite a quite a while away, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> With the so, time difference of like nine hours. hours. Yeah, and it, and it took a little bit yeah. to to coordinate this recording, but we made it happen. I'm very sure, thankful. sure, but we worked it out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, what is your background? What is your specialty? Um, I'll explain why we're talking, but but tell me a little bit more about you. Yeah, so I uh, I live in Holland in in the, ne the Netherlands. I live in in Den Bosch, which is a, like a small city here. And uh, um, I started studying psychology when I was like eighteen. So I went to university and uh, got my uh, my bachelor's and master's in uh, in psychology there, and uh, worked a couple of years. And then it's quite common here to get another traineeship for a couple of years and so now I'm now I'm a, a healthcare psychologist mm -hmm. um, which means that I'm uh, on the one hand just educated very scientifically and then on the other hand I'm I'm a, I'm a practicing uh, psychologist and so I don't really have a lot of specialties but currently my my kind of specialties are personality disorders uh, ADHD and so with that comes addiction as well, I guess, and, uh, and autism I've, we're, I've been working with uh, for the past couple of years. Um, yeah. And I think to add to that, I mean, what we see in the field is, is a lot of people with depression and anxiety disorders mm -hmm. and just everything there is uh, to cover, I guess. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's interesting hearing you talk about this because I, I personally see a shrink. And a lot of the things that, that you mentioned, I personally have lived with ADD uh, or ADHD, um, anxiety, depression at times. You know, these are things that, that you, I don't like to say I struggle with, um, but I live with, you know, and, and you learn ways to treat and live with it better. And, and yeah. um, I've spoken about this on the things that keep me up at night channel, but here, because um, this is actually going to be uploaded not only on the things that keep me up at night podcasts, it's going to be on that channel, but also the Time Teller channel. It's because a lot of the people that are watching this right now are going to be watch collectors, right? They're going to be collectors of things. And typically on my channel, if you go on YouTube and you listen to a watch enthusiast speak about collecting, they're usually talking about how to collect. They're usually talking about what to collect. They're usually talking about different types of collections, but I haven't heard yeah. anyone talk about why we collect and the feeling of 
needing to acquire that next thing. And the interesting thing is that in my own, and, and, and again, I have somewhat of a limited view because I can only go by what I see in my comment section, what people sent to me. Mm, sure. I have a, a, in, an interesting sampling, I will say, of many collectors telling me that, you know, hey, time teller, you joke about watch collecting being addiction. You joke about how you shouldn't ever start watch collecting because it opens up this <laughs> can of worms. Yeah. But it's kind of a real thing that I feel. And I know yeah, it really happens, right? Yeah. yeah. You get sucked into it. Yeah, absolutely. And so yeah. what I wanted to do was not just talk about it from, you know, the time teller's point of view, because you guys already know I'm 100% a watch addict. I'm always chasing that next thing. I'm never satisfied with my collection. I feel like I constantly need to be adding to my collection, but there's some people who have a somewhat negative relationship with this, with, with the, the need to collect. Because the last thing I'll say before I kind of hand it over to Tom is I, I, I almost never have one of anything. The only thing I have one of is, is my woman, right? She's very happy with that. I'm, I'm monogamous to my woman, but everything else, dude, when it comes to pets, you know, I'm a fish keeper. I, I have a, a lot of fish. I breed shrimp. I have three cats with cars. I'm not happy with one car. I, we, we have multiple cars um, with watches. Oh my gosh. I have like 40 plus watches. It, it's, it's like, I have to, I, I feel like a, a collecting and, and learning more and, and seeing, Ooh, maybe if I sample this thing or that thing. Now, the, yeah. the decent thing is I don't feel like it's controlling my life. And also it's not really damaging me in any way. I'm not going broke. It's not ruining my yeah. interpersonal relationships, but some people yeah. feel very differently about this and they feel like, you know, I, I kind of need to get this under control because it's, it's kind of affecting other areas of my life. So Tom, to, to, I, I know this, this was a lot of information to throw at you, but what do you think is a healthy form of, of the desire to collect? When do you, when does it kind of transition into something that could be negative and how do people, um, get help and what does that look like? Yeah. And so in general, um, I think there are also a couple of risk factors for, for collecting and, and, uh, starting to get addicted to stuff. Um, and we, I mean, in the, in the field, we see, um, collecting as a, as a trait of autism. So, so with, for people with autism, collecting and having complete and, uh, complete collections. I mean, that, that's the thing that people with autism usually strive to have. Uh, and so, I mean, if we let autism, I think, be be on the sidelines. I mean, it's it's a it's a uh, I almost would say it's a life loving trait. You know, it's mm -hmm. the the watch collectors I meet are usually the people that are really into cars or motorcycles. I've been into motorcycles for a couple of years, uh, into cigars. Uh, I mean, it's it's the it's the nice things in life we like, right? And so, and it's also it's, the, the desire to learn. There's always something to learn yeah. about and know more about, and, and it's almost yeah. never ending. Yeah, sure. And, and as you mentioned, I mean, people with ADHD or ADD, 
um, one of the traits they have usually is is a is a broad interest. You know, people want to learn about these uh, about these things, and I think the the impulsive behavior that comes with with ADHD and ADD, yeah, that that can be a real problem. And so the broad interest um, gets really impulsive in that way. And so I I do think in the most cases it's it's not going to be a problem because people just get very interested in something and. They get a little bit obsessed about it and you know that that's that's okay but when it creeps into your day-to-day -day and and you just can't function anymore um you get a lot of questions about people in your environment you know just spend some time with us instead of your watch collection or right, right. cars or motorcycles you know i mean that that could be uh could be a red flag sometimes um and also i i think money wise if you spend more money than you have or you're uh, flipping some watches in order to buy a new watch and you haven't sold some of the watches and you already right. are buying a new watch. I mean, that's, that's kind of a red flag, right? It's not between uh, the boundaries you, you, you've set for yourself in the beginning. It's, it's, so that's, and it's, yeah, and so yeah, that's, having I think parameters. that's when it gets, yeah, sure. So I think that's when it gets uh, a little bit risky. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've suffered from it as well, you know? I mean, I've, I've started my collection with one watch, it expanded to two watches, and I, I had about a year to obsess about the watch I wanted to buy. I wanted to buy the Sarpa 033, and, uh -huh. and, so, and so I did, and, and then it, it, get, it got the ball rolling, you know? And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it gets problematic quite fast, I think, with, uh, with watch collecting. And so one thing that I've seen personally when you bring up ADHD is ever since I was little, and, and this used to make my parents tear their hair out. My dad is bald. And I think it's, it's because of yeah. me. Um, <laughs> uh, growing up, I was very all or nothing. Okay. I was very, very yeah. all or nothing with my interests. And, and I've mentioned it on uh, the things that keep me up at night channel very candidly that, you know, my, my dad's a neuropsychiatrist. Hopefully at some point I can get him on the channel and, and, and we can talk about some of these things, but he kind of saw like the, the red flags and I was put into testing very, very early on to see kind of where I was at. And he told me, you know, Jory, you are susceptible to, to being pretty impulsive. You're susceptible to seeing things very black or white. You're very quick to be obsessed with something and then throw yourself into something like 100%. And then the second it becomes uninteresting to you, you just drop it like, like nothing. And it's yeah. funny because I've seen that with myself when it comes to watches and watch collecting, you know, there was, I, I always knew about watches because my dad wore a watch. My dad's ha had a, ha had a, collection right ever since i was little but i personally never thought that i was like worthy to own the watches my dad owned because you know oh these are expensive things my dad's a doctor he's like he, he's this established dude i'm just some like young you know like guy who who cares but then the second that i i kind of opened that can of worms and i got the seiko skx it was like i went from having one watch to to getting a, a bunch of books on watches. I had yeah. my bookmarks page on my computers were filled with watches. I had folders on my phone about watches. I was, I was trying to 
not only acquire like like physical watches i was trying to acquire as much information about yeah. watches and it freaked my parents out because they were like oh man like here here he is like throwing himself into this this thing like this it it, it could potentially be bad you know what i mean it worked yeah. out but it but yeah i see that in myself yeah and so one of the things you described is as being part of adhd is the, is the hyperfocus thing and uh, we see that a lot, I guess. I mean, uh, people with ADHD, it's not that they, they can't uh, direct attention. It's that they can't control it at their own will. Mm-hmm. And so people with ADHD tend to, uh, to hyper-focus on subjects, subjects they really like and, and they really lag and um, really have a hard time with doing like paperwork and stuff. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, with, with the, the, the wonders in the world of watches, it's, it's just it's such a bunch of information. You can just learn so much about it. I mean, I got hope hyper-focused as well. And um, yeah, so it's, I think it's really easy. It's a real easy hobby to, to lose yourself. in. And so yeah. would you say that, because there's something to be said about escapism. I don't think escapism is, is all bad right? Especially with the way the world is now where everything's so politicized and everything seems to be, you know, so the news cycle with how vicious it is now, it's just negative thing after negative thing after negative thing. And so I think losing yourself in a hobby, especially one that really like watches, thankfully aren't super politicized. Um, the worst thing I get is like some once in a while I get comments with people being like, Oh, you're a capitalist. Like you're just a capitalist consumerist pig yeah. because you like what expensive thing. It's like, whatever, dude, don't, we don't have to take it that seriously. But what would you say again, what is a clear red flag of when like escapism into this hobby get goes like too far. And then what would you as someone who uh, recognizes this and actually treats people and helps people like what what does that look like what does the um the positive side of it like the help and the ongoing treatment like what do you guys do yeah and so um i think the big red flag is is when the escapism is your only coping mechanism I think then it gets really problematic. And so for, for some people who haven't been taught in their youth or, or even later in life to, to, to adapt, uh, to adopt some, some, some coping mechanisms that are very effective for the negative situations you're going to be in, um, that's not going to be a problem if you have a broad spectrum of coping mechanisms. And mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, that's just not the case. And so when you only have the ex- escapism, it's a, it's in a, it's almost being avoidant of the negative situations you're in and just, you just uh, focus your eye on Instagram and watches and, and just, just not be there in the moment. Right. And so when it, it becomes the only coping mechanism, then it, it can potentially become very much of a problem. Even when you're not spending the money to buy watches, then the obsessive part about uh, the shopping can get very problematic. Right, and so what we tend to do in in therapy is broaden that that coping spectrum, mm-hmm. um, and I think one of the problems we encounter, and I think especially for for watch addiction, I've been looking it up over the past couple of days, and uh, even shopping addiction is still not a valid uh, DSM five diagnosis. Really, so we have a 
Yeah, so we have a, we have a system of diagnosis uh, uh, of diagnosing with the the DSM five, which is our diagnostical and statistical manual that has mm. all the the symptoms of every disorder in psychiatry. Psychiatry, and um, shopping addiction isn't just isn't isn't one of them. So we still have uh, the drug abuse disorder. You know, we right. have the substance abuse, and that's what 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 addiction is very known for. But I think for the past decades, we have got people with internet addiction. We have people with gaming addictions. We have right. shopping addiction. And so watch addiction is, is, is just not on the list. It's very specific. Um, it's very specific, specific. And even the protocols we have, you know, the guidelines for treatment are very much focused on uh, not buying stuff, but just uh, using stuff. Right. Yeah. And so one of the, the more effective effective things we can do with this is cbt so that's cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a way of therapy it's a way in which we uh, try to talk to people so it's almost always just talking to people even when you go to sometimes a psychiatrist and especially in the usa sometimes you get some some drugs just prescribed but usually it's it's uh, it's just talking right um, and you're going to talk about what the behavior is that's not healthy you know you're going to talk about what coping mechanisms you're you're employing uh, at that point in your life and you try to to change that uh, and eventually you're going to talk about the negative thought patterns that 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 occur with people who have addiction because they often you know don't don't feel that that great about themselves and you want to change right. that a little bit yeah. so i got an interesting so, question sorry to interrupt i got i had an interesting no, no, question sure. um that kind of stuck with me. This was, this was like a week or two ago. And this, this person was like, Hey, I'm a collector and not just of watches. I'm a collector of things. And he was like, in your opinion, time teller. It, and like, when does this become hoarding? Like, am I, am, am I like a hoarder? And so what's interesting is like TLC, and like, I don't know, I think it's TLC. It might be Discovery Channel or something. You know, they have that show yeah, Hoarders, it's TLC, yeah. where it's like, it's, it's like, you know, you see these houses which are just dilapidated and, and it's just filled with rubbish and, and rats and, and animal droppings. And it's just like disgusting. But I wonder, like, is that like a gradient? Like, it, like is that like a spectrum? And could people that, want to collect things is that like a prerequisite for like hoarding yeah no i don't think so i mean that hasn't been my kind of experience with watches and the people i talk to that that collect watches um because hoarding very specifically is about not being able to let go of things that have no value whatsoever okay and so the 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 real hoarders the, the real people that that you know suffer from that that problem um, what we usually see is that there are some unresolved emotional issues that they can let go of. They mm-hmm. don't have the coping me- mechanisms to deal with that. So sometimes just holding on to stuff can be a way of comforting yourself. Uh, the problem with that is if, if, it's, if it's stuff that's just not relevant to anyone, it's just old newspapers that no one's going no to read ever, uh, then it becomes very problematic. And I, I don't think that's the case with watch collecting because we usually tend to acquire a lot of things that do have a lot of value. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what would so, you say to, what would you say to someone who 
is in my comment section who asks um like or or, or states i should say that i have this like watch addiction because we throw that word around addiction we we kind of throw it around as like a joke in this community like oh i'm a watch addict yeah. i'm addicted to watches so so what yeah. would you as as a therapist as a psychologist tell someone who comments hey i think like i'm addicted to collecting watches and like i, I think it might be a problem what would you say to them what advice would you give yeah, and so when it really becomes a problem, go see a therapist, I think. I mean, uh, um, of course, it depends on the person. It depends on the individual and, and the problems they encounter. But uh, people who get really into financial trouble because of this, um, mm -hmm. they lose friendships over their addiction because they don't make any time for the people around them. Yeah, that becomes a real problem. And so when you're not dealing with that issue, it's going to, yeah, it's just going to eat you up, man. And, and uh, it's, it's going to affect, I think, every part of your life. And, and when that's the case, when that starts to be the case, yeah, get help. Yeah. See a psychologist or see a psychiatrist. And, and uh, uh, usually we have pretty good results in, in bringing people back from that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and here's, here's another thing as a psychologist. What would you say... To, because, because I'm going to be honest, the, the vast majority, I think at the highest end, only 3% of my viewership is female. So like pretty much everyone that's going to be watching this, I think is, is <laughs> going to be a male. And a yeah. lot of dudes, especially within my demographic, which is like 25, 35 year olds. And then I think the next biggest one is the age group above that. But what would you say to, 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 some of these guys that think, hey, admitting a problem and, and asking for help, that's weak. That's BS. So, so now we're stepping away from specifically watch addiction. As a psychologist, what would you tell these guys that might be a little bit too stubborn to, to get help? Uh, well, first of all, I would say if it is a real problem, really just admit that there is a problem and stop lying to yourself because sometimes we can get caught up in this world of, of, of being obsessed over things. And, and sometimes things get a real things really get, get to be a problem. And if it gets problematic and just look at your life as it is now, look at the things that are going well, but also really, really look at the things that are really not going very well. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, uh, yeah, I think just open your eyes for that, not lie to yourself. And so um, I think for everyone, whether it's um, usually healthy behavior or is sometimes it's not healthy behavior, it's sometimes look, it's, it's good to look at yourself and look at the way you, you stand in life at that moment and just look at what are the problems and what are the good things in life, you know, and admitting to yourself that you really do have a problem, I think is, very, is a sign of strength, to be honest. Absolutely. Because it because it's it's much harder to, to to say, well, you know, I've got an issue, I guess, and I really need to work on that. Right. Uh, I think that's much harder than just say, well, just I'm, I'm gonna buy another thing or yeah, uh, I'm gonna just ignore it. I'm just yeah. 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 I'm just gonna put my, my fingers in my ears just to pretend that's not there. 
So, I mean, that's not going to work. And uh, yeah, there are a lot of things to, to have a good life for, but um, I think sometimes you just have to, uh, yeah, look at the facts as they are, not right. lie to yourself. And sometimes yeah. the only way to, to, to see the facts laid out in front of you is to talk to someone else. Because I'm yeah, going to tell sure. you right now, when I'm in the, uh, when I was in the throes of, of anxiety or uncertainty or, or depression, you know, I wasn't always looking at things clearly. Um, and so it, it definitely takes a second set of eyes to see your situation and be like, Hey, you know what? There's, this is, this might be how you're feeling right now. This might be what you're going through right now, but there's actually, you know, a way to, to help yourself. And there's a way that we can help you. And there's a way that, that you don't yeah. have to be like this forever. And so, um, and, and guess what, when you're in the, the thick of things, you're probably not going to be the one to tell yourself that. So admitting that there's a yeah. problem and just saying, Hey, I need to talk to someone like Tom or, you know, that's as <laughs> I'm not the psychologist he is, but as a person <laughs> that has felt these feelings, I'm going to tell you that that was like the best decision I made because when, when I talk to my shrink, it's not because of this, um, like collect collecting addiction. It's, it's, it's not because of that, but what I will tell you is when I talk to him about, you know, my anxieties or about my feelings of depression or this and that it was like night and day from when I started to, yeah. to, to speak to someone versus when I was just trying to quote, deal with it myself. Cause I wasn't dealing with it myself because what I was doing wasn't helping. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think for a lot of people, I think it's, it's the other people around you that really uh, talk to you and say, well, this is not working, man. You need, really need to see someone and just, just talk about what you're dealing with or yeah, that's, that's, that gets the ball rolling, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so to put a pin or, or I should say to put a period on this clinically speaking, do you think, and this is a loaded question because because you're you're biased because you're also a watch collector. Do you think that watch collecting is a positive thing that enriches your life or a negative thing? What what do you think? <laughs> no, I don't think it's much more than a risk factor. Um, and so I've been thinking about this because I expected this question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I thought, well, let, let it just, just don't let it be an addiction. Let it be an addition to your life. I mean, make I sure like you that. have your, I like yeah. that. You need to, you need make to sure write you, that down. Don't yeah, let it make be sure an addiction. You have your... Let it be an addition. <laughs> that was, that's yeah. like the quote of the whole episode. Good job. Dude. <laughs> no, but I was thinking, you know, if you have your, your affairs in order, and have people around you who love you. If you have a stable social and financial situation, uh, I mean, which is, I mean, hard enough in the in the day and age we live in, right? Oh yeah. Uh, when you have that, you have maybe some some time and, and money to spend on really nice things you you want to acquire, but just not let it not let it be your first priority. And then mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's becoming an addiction as quite fast as it would be if it's your only coping mechanism, just to buy stuff. Right. Yeah, and so I, I I do think it's it's a very pleasure a pleasurable hobby and i think and uh, no, i don't think it's a problem per se no <laughs> well, but you as you said i'm really biased <laughs> yeah, yeah hey man no i'll take it you heard it here from a psychologist 
he said watch collecting is good for you (laughs) (laughs) so guys thank you so much um (laughs) please in the comment section uh give tom some love because he really was super flexible the time difference i think it's like nine hours right over nine hours it, it's yeah. crazy time difference it's in the middle of the night for him and uh we missed a, a few times scheduling but he made it work and, and he's such a cool guy i wrote on my channel that i needed a psychologist he hit me up right away he he's you can see he's incredible and hopefully tom if you're up to it uh, you can speak to me more about some other topics that we have coming up. I would love to have you. Yeah, sure. No problem. Man. And so it's an honor um, to be here. Thank you. Thank you. It's, a, it's an honor to talk to someone actually educated on the topic. So it's not just some rambling idiot like myself. So Tom, for the watch collectors out there, what's your favorite watch? And what's a watch that you would hope to get in the future? It's a lot of question, man. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, I can talk a lot of uh, a lot. <laughs> I can talk a lot about my 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 field of work, but this is, <laughs> these are the really hard questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I don't really have a favorite watch, but I think the, the I mean the watch that I'm wearing now is is definitely one of my favorites. I'm, I'm wearing the uh, the Alpinist right now. Love it, love it. That's which is my just one watch all around. Perfect. Yeah, it's, it's just a great watch. I always thought it was a it was an ugly watch. And so I always thought, well, I'm just, I'm never going to buy this ugly thing. And now I have it. And it's just, it's my daily piece. Love it. So I, I, I wear it all the time. And uh, so that's, I think, one of my favorite watches. The watches to acquire. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, there are a lot of really nice watches. But I would, I think, um, would really like to have uh, the, the Tudor Chrono. You know the oh, collaboration yeah. they did with uh, with Breitling for the mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, the movement. Mm-hmm. One of the first watches that came out after that. I mean, that's what I, I just I really like that. I the, really uh, like the styling Panda. of Tudor. They have the yeah the... yeah. It doesn't even have to be the Panda, but it's just I really like that. Yeah, moment. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's an expensive piece, and so I would have to sell a lot of my watches to get that one. <laughs> and I'm not going to do that. So exactly, just have to yeah. Keep, keep on saving. Exactly. Yeah. Have patience. That's kind of the name of the game. Have patience because again, yeah. I'm not, I'm not the psychologist, but if I'm to give someone advice about kind of a prudent way to collect, it's have some goals for your collection and just also understand that the goal of collecting uh, watches isn't just to fill up your watch box with, with as many watches as you can get. It's filling up your watch yeah. box with watches that you actually want. So take the yeah. time, do the research, learn about the things you like the things you don't like don't just throw money at the hobby just to just to throw money at the hobby because you'll find sometimes you might lust after you know lust for a watch for a long period of time but the longer you kind of lust for it you realize i don't know i actually don't know if i want this anymore and, <laughs> yeah and that's happened to me with you know i bought the hamilton jazzmaster open heart it was a watch I wanted for so long. And I finally, I saved up. This was <clears throat> right before I became the time teller. I saved up for a while. Yeah. I bought it. And then I never wore it. And it was because I lusted yeah. after it for so long that when I pulled the trigger on it, I just kind of, I was like, wait, you know what? I didn't, I didn't really want this watch. I kind of just threw money at it. And, and 
So yeah, have patience, yeah. be prudent. If you think honestly that, that this is starting this, this hobby or any hobby is starting to affect your life negatively. Um, talk to someone like Tom, because you can see here, these people are willing to help. They're educated. They're nice. They're kind. And they're, they're here to help you. So, um, yeah, Tom, do you have, uh, anything that you want to plug or do you have any social media or anything that you're working on, uh, that you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah, well, I do have an Instagram that with, that has a lot of watches on it. Yeah. And I can send you with the, uh, the link as well. Yeah, absolutely. We'll put, we'll put it on screen. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So, and, uh, I'm always looking for more followers because I have a really small Instagram channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll put and it I, on screen. So just text it to me, the editor, slap it on screen. Guys, follow Tom, please. Tom, thank you so much for hanging out with me today, bro. We will record yeah, another one for sure. Not necessarily about watch collecting, but you know we're doing a whole bunch of stuff on this podcast and it's a very new podcast. So um, yeah, comment section, give Tom some love. Tom, thank you so much, brother. Great to be here, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, leave a comment, subscribe if you haven't already, and um, we will catch you on the next one. So stay happy, stay healthy, stay blessed. Talk to someone. Don't be stubborn. And we love you. All right, guys. Take care.